Hello, everybody. This is Ron Bass at Soar High Personal Development, coming to you from Springfield, Missouri. Today, we've got a special guest, uh, Devin Hunley, our executive producer. Well, he's kind of special. We've got our producer, Mike Rose. We've got Dr. Charles DeBerry. And we've got our marketing guru, Brent Atterbury. So, today, we're going to talk about risk-taking. Hey, I, I don't want to talk about risk-taking. Um, what? I thought you wanted to talk about that today. No, no I did last week, but that was... Last changes mind. What, uh, changed your mind. That sounds what, familiar. What I want to do is, I was looking through. You know, I used to teach entrepreneurship. Uh, uh, you know, as an academic discipline, and I so as I was reading academic books about what it takes to be an entrepreneur, uh, I was looking at all the different criteria, and so I thought I'd bounce a couple of those off off you because I think some of them are maybe true, but others may be nonsense. And so I thought, you know, you, I'd like to see some some opinions about it. First of all, I got two two important ideas. There, one. It says that a, uh, an entrepreneur has to be competitive in nature. You know, there's people that seem to be really competitive, and then there are people who don't seem no, to no, be. No, wait, wait a minute. When you say they have to be, how about that it would be beneficial, but they don't have to do and be anything? Many people uh, that are in business are not very enthusiastic. They're not very dedicated. Well, can they be successful if they're not competitive? I think that's possible, but it's a low percentage. Okay. Well, actually, Ron, I thought I mean, you, I'm just trying to break no, it no, down. No, no, no. I, th- I, I thought of you as, because I think you're highly competitive. Well, I you. know you do martial arts and all kinds of stuff. Yes. And, and, and so, and I know you did competitive speech events and yes. stuff like that. So I think of you as being very competitive. Yes. And I thought you would just naturally project your v- view of the world onto everybody well, else. Well, I would encourage everybody <laughs> to certainly be that way. But but the re- but re- in reality, m- m- a lot of people aren't going to be like that. That's right. Now, they need to learn how to become that way, don't they? And that's another reason why we've created this podcast and this company. Yeah, I don't I don't think they need to be competitive. That's my <laughs> that's my view. I know it sounds like I'm switching gears, but I, I'm not, not Brent, are you a competitive person? I think in certain things, yeah, but I I don't think you have to be competitive. You just have to be driven. And I don't know if that's considered well, I competitive it's, I think or, it's along the same lines. I mean, but you maybe. have to be motivated and driven. Okay. And 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 you've got to, and I think maybe passionate can can roll in there too, but I, I okay. Well, I don't, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I agree with all that. So I think probably the worst one of the one things that is listed as number one or two in the list of things the textbook says you have to be competitive in nature. You know, and by in nature, I don't know if they mean you're born competitive. I don't buy into that, but but um, you have to be a competitive person. But I agree with basically what some of you are saying that I could be a wonderful artist. I could make beautiful pottery. I could uh, carve things out of wood. I could be a great writer. I could be whatever. And I wouldn't necessarily be competitive. I just do my thing. It's innovative. It's creative. People buy it. So I'm, I'm doing well in my business and I'm an entrepreneur in that sense, but I'm not competitive. So I, you know, I come back to, uh, and without and without good marketing, it's not going to matter anyway. Which is another whole topic on another day. Well, no, I don't necessarily need Brent. <laughs> That's right. You don't need me, but you want me. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I. You know, I think I think some people are artists that create things and they sell things, and they're content. You yeah. know, they they're an entrepreneur, and if they're making, uh let's just hypothetically say they're making $20,000 a year at their craft, they're perfectly happy doing that. But if you're driven to make more, you do have to have to turn it up and uh, figure out how 
to sell more of that, whatever well, you you're making. Find, you have to you have to create a you have to find the marketplace and you have to create interest in the product or service or or it's just going to lay there. It's not going to grow. It may it might grow a little bit over the course of time, but uh, it's not going to grow very fast. But Brent's right. If I don't care how much it grows, if I'm perfectly content with my X thousand dollars a year, and that comes in consistently, there was a, a band here in town called the Garbanzos. And uh, they great uh, name, <laughs> and they're I great, remember that. Group. And they're great, and they're still in existence. They're a great band. They never, they've never promoted themselves. They just are known locally, and they are happy with what they do. They make enough money, and so on and so forth. So, I guess it's a mixed bag. I mean, if you're competitive and driven, and you really want to be like the, known for being the best in your business or something, then you you'd need that competitive edge that we talk about. I'm a very competitive person. I can't take a walk without thinking that I ought to go faster than the person I see walking down the street. <laughs> right. you know? and, our, and our active <laughs> audience out there are people that want or listening to this because they want to figure out how to improve themselves. People that are content where they're at in life, they're complacent. They're not going to be listening to this podcast because they don't care. They don't care about improve. They don't care about self-improvement. They don't care. They're not progressive. I want to reach out to people that are interested in improving their lives, improving their business, and, and reaching their goals. And that's a whole other world than, than that. And I, I think they do care, Ron, because I think, you know, my son-in-law is a chainsaw carver, and that's an unusual profession. But um, he's got guys that do, ex do, do exactly what he does, but they are content with making the money that they but do make. But what I'm saying is those people that are like that, they're not interested in what we're offering because they don't want, they're not progressive. They're just, they're where they're at and they want to stay where they're at. They want to do better, but they don't know how. Well, then if they want to, but they don't want to know how, they'd be listening to us is what I'm saying. So when well, you we, talk about people that- We are, need to let them know we're, how to listen <laughs> well, to they, us. Yeah, I'm saying they might want to listen to know not, you know, to know what not to do. Let's just be realistic. There's people out there that are doers and people that are out there sitting on the couch that no, are I agree with that. with their lives. I'm not that guy. Charlie's not that guy. You're not that guy. Mike's not that guy. Davin's not that guy. Uh, my jujitsu coach, Eric's not like that guy. But you know what? There's a lot of people that are, and hopefully- some of those people maybe have an epiphany every once in a while. I'd sure like to get better. I'd sure like to be more motivated. I'd sure like to find a way to reach my new goal. And those are the people that I want to reach out to and be able to touch their lives through this podcast, through our Soar High Development Company and all the different ways that we're going to do that to help them to move forward towards their goals. Okay. I got, an, I got a question, Ron, <laughs> just for you. I'm not about complacency. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I know, but uh, some people may not have that um, that luxury. Here's it's not a luxury. It's yeah, an earned. Oh, look, if I'm you, trying to decide, if I'm if I'm getting the next uh, Big Mac ready, or waiting for my ten o'clock break at the factory, I don't feel like I have the luxury to say. Well, I'm, I'm going to really better myself here because I'm going to do fries better than anybody else. And by the time I get off work, I'm beat to hell tired. Well, then take a nap and, and go again. I mean, you can't get to where you want to get to uh, comfortably. You have to learn to be comfortable with uncomfortableness. But let me just say it this way. Uh, I think a lot of people are complacent because they're not surrounding themselves with the right group of people. You have to Hang out with people that you most want to become like. That's how it works. So if, if so, whoever's listening out there, if you are interested in wanting to 
get better in, in your life and have a goal and reach that goal, then you need to hang around with people that are, that are like that because you become who you surround yourself with. It's not rocket science. Yeah, and Or then, you become what you think about. Like listening to our podcast is a perfect example. Now, let me, I think that's a good, good, good example. And I also think like, I've got a question, uh, Brent, when you've worked eight hours, do you just to clock out and quit? No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. I, that's another thing I thought was interesting. I'm not sure very many people have ever accomplished their, whether they're material goals or anything by working an eight hour day. Well, you know, let me, let me take that back early on when I was working for someone else, I clocked out, I got paid by the hour many, many years ago. And, and I was glad to be gone and I did not think of work. So, but now that I'm self-employed, uh, what can I do to have fun? What am I going to do to relax? What, I mean, it was all about doing everything but working. Right. So you weren't right. And you got out of that because you wanted to maybe propel to higher levels or do things better. Not sure that I did that, but I am working for myself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you know, if you look, if you look at people, let's take someone who's, uh, uh doing, uh, uh, three hours or five hours a week on, uh, uh, various television programs. Now those people don't work five hours a week. Those people may work a hundred hours a week in order to do those five hours well, and, and in order to climb the, the corporate ladder in that business. But it's, um, I guess I say that because Ron talked about uh, briefly about his uh, family and his, his encouragement and him being from a background where people worked hard. Well, I was the same way. And my father, uh, I'm not sure he ever worked less than 16 hours a day, maybe sometimes only 12, but he, he had an eight hour job. And then he had a job, uh, then he had a farm. He had an eight hour job and he had a farm and he worked hours before he went to work, believe it or not, at seven in the morning. And he worked hours until after he got off work in the evening. And, um, that was the part that, uh, allowed him to accomplish a lot of things. He could have worked an eight hour day and then, and I wouldn't have been fortunate like I was. Let me tell you a great story along those lines. Um, W. Clement Stone, who was uh, physically a small individual from uh, 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 Chicago, started an insurance company. Well, at first he was an agent, but the way he built that company up was he would go in the morning early. He would call on customers, and back in those days, it was all door knocking. You'd just introduce yourself and give a card and ask, hey, do you need life insurance? Make a long story short, he would go home at noon, one or two o'clock range. He would eat. He would shower. He would take a nap. He would get back up. He would dress again and go back out and do it all over again. And so he created, in his mind, working two days in one. And as a result of that, he had this, he created a great work ethic and went on to become one of the, became a billionaire, literally. He just died a few, few years ago. But he, uh, he created one of the biggest life insurance companies in the world called Combined Life Insurance out of Chicago. So there's another example of uh, efficiency and good work ethic and how you uh, can, can get to your goal, but it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be comfortable. I mean, you, you could see these articles and videos and, hey, you can be rich if you just yada, yada, yada. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know, it's a, hard, it's a hard grind, but you have to learn to enjoy the journey as well. I tell my friends all the time, you have to have fun with the process. You can't just be serious all the time. Well, uh, I, I think you have to learn how to humor yourself a little bit as you go. Just like today, we're amusing each other with uh, all of our knowledge. <laughs> 
well, or, or lack thereof. Or lack of thereof. Well, yeah. I, I guess I just really had. I really wanted to emphasize that about uh, working more than you're required to to get your paycheck. I remember the first year I taught school. I taught high school. I only taught high school for one year. <laughs> There's a reason for that. I and <laughs> you were a, a student teacher under my uh, I was. former uh, uh, speech and debate coach in, uh, at Parkview High School, Bob Ballou. That's right. That's right. One that's of the greatest I, guys in the world. Still out there hitting it, too. Yeah, that's where, I, that's where I started. But when I first got my real job that I was paid for teaching, it was the first job I'd ever had in my life where I didn't care what time it was. I never looked at the clock. The students looked at the clock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never looked at the clock. I just knew that, you know, when the day was over, meaning that it was like four, 30 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon and all the students left, that wasn't good enough. So I started scheduling events after school, and we would start doing uh, practice. Uh, we were doing practice debates and stuff after school. And then I also was, had something who had to be, because of the job description, had to be involved in drama. So we would we'd work on dramatic things after school. And sometimes I'd get out of there at 10 o'clock at night, and all the other teachers, you know, had quit at 3.30 and home and relaxing and so forth. But I wanted to be really good at what I did. And that's something I think we'll probably talk about at another time is, you know, the desire to really excel. Speaking of another time, Charlie, I think we're going to have to wrap this up for today because the uh, executive and the producer are both telling me, Hey, we're just about out of time. Okay. I get it. Uh, so um, next week we're going to be talking about, <laughs> Actually, we don't know I, what I, we're going to no, be talking about. I, yeah, but I think we're going to be talking about this idea of have of needing to be or follow your passion. That's follow that, your passion. That's okay, something next week is screamed be about out from every passion. corner of the universe okay. right now. Is follow your passion. So, I want to talk about that to wrap up for today. Uh, this is Ron Bass with Soar High Personal Development. All right, everybody, have a great day.